0: Hey, Mark here, and I'm calling in before today's episode with a little favor to ask if I may, please. You see, today I'm changing the format of the podcast accelerator. I'm trialing a longer form deep dive episode, real specific actionable takeaways, and introducing my recommended podcast tool of the week. Now, the format is ever so slightly different. It is a little bit longer, and during So let me know what you think of this new format, please. That's the favour that I'm asking. You can do that on Twitter, at Mr. Asquith. And you can get the written version of this over on my Twitter profile as well. Once again, that's at Mr. Asquith. And enjoy this episode of the Podcast Accelerator. An interview show is touted as the way to explode your influence and increase your impact by the guru's Oh, well, you know, they sell anything to anyone, but you followed all of their advice. And for some reason, despite their $97 courses, your podcast numbers aren't moving and your guests don't often share the interviews that you do with them. Why? Why will guests not share your podcasts? Let's talk about that today here on the Podcast Accelerator. I'm your host, Mark Asquise, CEO and the co-founder of Captivate.fm, the world's only growth-oriented podcast host, where you can benefit from tools that no other podcast hosting platform is giving you, such as our dynamic show notes builder, our free, fully integrated guest booking and interview management platform, and of course, our audio monetization and integration engine, Amy. If you're a podcaster who is serious about growing their show, regardless of how long you've been producing, I think you should be trying Captivate for free on us for seven days to see what it's really like to work with a team that puts your success first. Go get started at captivate.fm. Now, today, I'm going to talk to you about how to get guests to share your podcast. I'm going to give you three actionable tips that you can implement right away. And I'm actually. I'm going to go deeper on each one of these. I'm evolving the format continually of this podcast. So these tips are deeper this week. I'm going to talk to you about my recommended podcasting tool of the week. And if you want more, head over to mark.live/slash Twitter because you can also get more content through the newsletter version of this. So go and check that out, mark.live/slash Twitter. So let's get talking about guests. And let's talk about why they don't share your content. And just before I get into the meat of this, quick shout to the sponsors of the episode, AWeber, email marketing platform. I've been using it for 10 years. They're best in the business. And it's free for you as a podcaster. Build your relationships with your listeners using quality email marketing at mark.live slash email. Right, how to get guests to share your podcast. If your goal is is to build your personal network, then running a good interview show is a great, great way to do it. If you want to boost your download numbers or sell your own stuff to people for the long term, then as podcasting stands today, that strategy isn't as good as it used to be. In fact, it can be pretty bad. Having an interview podcast used to be the be-all and end-all of business podcasting. Heck, you know, it worked for a few people who did it early and who leveraged it nicely. But today it's sold, in my opinion, I'm a bit of a cynic when it comes to gurus, you know me. Today I think it's sold by Tin Pot Gurus as the quickest way to start a podcast. But in my view, it's the quickest way to position everyone else as the expert in their fields and not to position you as the expert in your field. Now, you know, if you're starting out with zero network and zero personal brand, then an interview show is a great way to get to know people quickly, to practice podcasting and find your voice, and to associate with the leaders in your field. It can help to position you as someone in your field, but unlike a few years ago, it doesn't cut it as the sole method of becoming seen as the expert in your field. Because today podcasting and guesting on podcasts is different to how it was three, five, seven, nine years ago. Before, being a guest on a podcast was a novelty for an expert and they were doing so few of them that it was obvious that they'd share your conversation so that you, the podcast host, would benefit from a little brand uplift. Today, being a guest on a podcast is the norm for industry leaders, for authors, for quote-unquote entrepreneurs, and more. And it's just become a part of their PR strategy. Be on as many shows that fit your audience as possible. So why don't we unpack why guests usually want to be on your podcast? Well, look, we live in a world where, number one, every day I wake up to at least one email from some PR company or guest booking company saying they're such a huge fan of my solo never has interviews podcast that they think their client would be a great guest number two we live in a world where podcast booking agencies exist i can pay someone to put me on shows number three we live in a world where podcast matchmaking services exist i can go online and i can sign up for free or i can pay a software platform to match me to shows and number four We live in a world where more people know about consuming podcasts than they've ever done. And we live in a world where more people are sold that the idea of guesting on podcasts is the best way to explode your influence. We see all the time, personal brand coaches, entrepreneurs say that they run courses on how to be a great guest. Cool. You know, that point works. It does. If you're constantly exposed to audiences who need what you do or who are, interested in your niche, then of course, being a guest on as many podcasts as possible is a great way to build your influence. As a podcast host, as you know, the creator, that works for you too, if you want to grow your audience be on other podcasts. It works, it does. But as the host of an interview podcast, your job is isn't just to turn up and phone in some content in the name of consistency. I talked about that last week. It's to deliver the very best content to your listeners so that they want to become fans and so that they want to share your content with others who might like it. To reiterate, being on as many podcasts as you can guest on exposes you to audiences that will, in a small percentage, migrate to your own fandom. That's why guests want to be on shows. But as a podcast host, you, the creator listening to this today, your job is to deliver the very, very best content to your listeners, not average content, not content they can get elsewhere, not the same old stories and rehearsed shtick from a guest who is doing the rounds on every podcast to sell their book or to promote their latest affiliate course sale guests usually want to be on your podcast because one, they want to build their personal brand. Two, they've got something that they want to sell or if they're a celebrity, they're on a promotional tour for something that they're contracted to sell. And I know there are lots of specific examples of these, you know, very specific examples, but when you actually get right down to it, there are only those two categories of reasoning and actually one leads to the other. They want to build a brand and then when they've got a brand, they want to sell something. That's cool. Or promote something. Now, of course, this isn't true for all guests. Some guests just love what they do and want to talk about it with anyone who's interested. We've seen that with our Star Wars podcast and we've interviewed fascinating authors and game engineers who say things like, you know what? I don't do many of these, Marco, but I really enjoyed talking about my project. But the truth is, most guests who pitch your show will want to do one of those two things, build their personal brand and or sell or promote something. And you know what? Of course they do. That's completely fine. (laughs) It's fine because podcasting has become so mainstream now that it's just a part of the PR strategy. It's not a novelty or upcoming media anymore. It's something that PR companies offer in packages. And it's something that is facilitated by guest booking agencies that, you know, frankly do crap research and send me shitty emails about their guests being on my solo podcast, whatever. That's terrible, all right? And podcasting in general is seen as a a vital way to get in front of a usually pretty engaged audience. That's true. And you need to understand that. What guests are doing is not A, surprising, nor B, wrong. It's what they do. They go to places where ready-made audiences exist and provide some content to them. So why am I beating up on having guests then? What's the problem with having guests? Well, nothing, nothing at all. That's not what I'm here to say today. I'm here to help you to understand why they're guests so that you can work out really what's going on and so that you can work with that more effectively because now you know their reasoning. Here's another truth. Having quote-unquote rock stars on your show does nothing except for give them away to use your audience for their own gain. Also, as a slight digression, don't use the word rock stars. It sounds stupid, and it makes you sound like a hyperbolic Tony Robbins wannabe. You aren't. You're better than that, all <laughs> right? Don't be one of those people. Anyway, I digress. Rock star guests, big old air quotes, rock star guests won't greatly boost your downloads, and you get nothing from these interviews except... For the ability to say you've interviewed someone who is probably only a celebrity within their own audience. Cool, you know, whatever. Unless it's someone mega famous that's got universal appeal or someone so famous in your niche that you simply cannot say no. It's better to go for interviews with people who are super interesting, but who don't often get heard from. That way you are positioned as the person bringing high quality and fresh content to your niche not someone who is just giving away their audience and giving away the platform to anyone that wants to sell their book so that you can say, well, at least I'm consistent producing episodes. Now, I know I sound cynical, but formulate podcasting isn't very good. In fact, I'm only actually a fan of interview podcasts where either the interviewer is so good that they get something fresh from seasoned guests or where the guests are so good at what they do but are so busy being good at what they do that they don't chase the limelight. They're the only two types of shows that I really listen to. Running an interview show is great if you have no network or no existing personal brand, but it will only take you so far. Once you begin to genuinely build your own brand, you've got to step away from interviews. Otherwise you become the expert at nothing except for interviewing people. There are so many interview podcasters out there who just interview guests just to keep up the consistent production schedule, but who can only ever sell other people's affiliate stuff. They've got no leverage to sell their own stuff because no one believes them to be the expert. They're simply believed to be the person that knows the experts and who can get deals on courses and things that the experts sell. So with all that in mind, like I said, I'm not being cynical. I'm giving you genuine, honest context. So with all that in mind, let's assume that you've got a decision to make. You either, number one, become a solo podcaster and build your audience to sell your own products or services or, you know, whatever, your own memberships, your own listener support, whatever. Or you maintain life as an interview podcaster and sell podcast sponsorships, affiliate deals, and maybe a few of your own small courses or information products alongside it. Both are fine paths to take. But if you take the latter path, if you want to be an interview podcaster, then you have to be good. Now, in fact, you have got to be great as an interviewer to even get your listeners to listen completely. After all, they're hearing the same person on other shows telling the very same stories. So what hope do we have of getting our guests in that instance to share our episodes as well? Let's assume them that we do want to become a great interviewer and that we are going to build our brand around that. In that instance, we need to access our guests' audiences as much as they need to access ours. I'm going to tell you about why we want our guests to share our episodes and give you three ways to do that. But before I do, I want to tell you about this recommended podcasting tool of the week. I'm a huge fan of building an engaged audience on Twitter, but the day-to-day of doing that isn't always easy. Hypefury is my favourite tool to help manage Twitter content because it gives me the opportunity to really analyse what's working, what's not working, and it gives me the opportunity to spot trends in my content creation that really resonate with my audience. It's important to treat Twitter like the content platform that it is, and Hypefury's toolkit is perfect for the serious creator who wants to build a meaningful audience on the platform whilst also measuring specific follower growth and engagement. The free plan from Hypefury is perfect for getting started, and the team is highly responsive to feedback, highly responsive to feature requests, and fantastic at supporting you in your Twitter journey. Hype Fury is my number one Twitter growth recommendation, and you can get it for free at hypefury. So why do we want our guests to share our episodes? Well, I have seen some rubbish in my time as a podcaster. I really, truly have. Now, I know I'm starting to sound like one of the, I've been in this since 2005, crew. All right, sorry, I don't mean to. But the biggest pile of rubbish... I've ever seen is an email from a podcast creator asking me to guest on their podcast, but before I'm allowed to, I've got to leave a positive review for their show. And that happens more often than you think. That is a hard pass from me. No, thank you. But it shows one facet of why we often want guests on our podcast to do something for us. In this case, it was leave a review, but more often not, it's, you know, Share this episode with your audience, person. You know, you're the guest. Go and share it so that they listen to you on my show and then might decide to listen to another episode. It's a quid pro quo. You give the guest your platform to share their message temporarily and they give you a shout out to their sometimes larger audience so that you gain the halo effect of being positioned next to them and the bragging rights that may help you to close even bigger guests. But more often than not, they don't share. And we can't fathom it. We've given them everything they need in order to share our episode easily. We've given them a, an, an image with a pull quote on it, our logo, maybe we even put their picture on it. We sent them an audiogram, we've created a click to tweet for them, and we've sent them a super long email saying thank you so much. It should be easy for them to share. But still they don't. And we don't know why. Well here's why. What's the point? There is nothing in it for them. They already got what they needed. They've been exposed to your audience. You've asked them already where they can be found online and all of your listeners, your entire audience heard that. What the heck is the point in them sharing just another podcast interview that I did when they're doing the rounds as part of their their PR for their book or whatever else they're selling? The sad truth is this. Guests... Don't love your podcast like you do. And regardless of how much they say they love chatting to you, they also loved chatting to all of the other podcast hosts that they had on their schedule as well. It doesn't matter what we do to make it easier for guests to share. They will not share your podcast unless you break their state. So how do you get guests to share your podcast? Well, guests, rightly so, want to be the center of attention. They're usually on your podcast to, uh, you know, boring. You know, they're usually on your podcast to quote unquote provide value. But really they're there to position themselves as the person to listen to about X, their thing. So that whatever it is that they answer with when you ask, and where can listeners find you online? Becomes more palatable to the listener as a call to action. Because they've got that expert status now within your ecosystem. You give them your time. They give you their time. That's fair. Guests are on your podcast to share their thing, though. They want to share their thing with the world. But when you ask them to share your podcast, you're asking them to share your thing with the world. And that's a problem. But there is a fix for this. There is a fix for this. Make them the actual star of the show. All right. All right. Make them the actual star of the episode that they're on. I know, I know. You already put their face on things and you stick a pull quote together for them, but aren't they boring? Why would I share that? It's boring. I've got that already. That's Everyone's doing that. What, what's the point in that? Imagine you're a guest, okay? So you receive an image. And uh, it's got a pull quote on it from your interview, right? But you said that thing a thousand times because you've been on a thousand podcasts. And it's got a picture of you on it that you've seen 30,000 times because, hey, not only is it the picture that you use for all of your promo, but you were there when it was taken. You're sick of seeing it. And it's got the logo of the podcast you were on. Alongside, that is a line from the podcast host that hosted you saying something like, look, I loved having you on the show. I've attached an image with a pull quote on it and an audiogram. And here's a link to the episode on my website. I'd love it if you could share these with your audience. And as a guest, maybe you start to think, hang on. So you want me to download this picture, compose an email, compose a Facebook post, set up a tweet, do an Instagram post, and a LinkedIn post, and put your logo on my feed all while sending traffic to your website so that my audience can see what you do. That's not why I did this guesting thing. Sure, I might do that, I suppose, but how do I decide to do this for you and not for the hundred other podcasts that I've been on this year? In fact, you know... Maybe I'll not bother. It feels like a lot of work and I've already been on the show so I got what I needed. You know, I mean, that sort of makes sense as a guest if you think about it like that. Yes, you gave the guest your audience to learn but remember, they don't need to care about that because the state of podcasting today means that if you didn't, 30 other podcasters would. We, the hosts, are not that important to the guests. Fact. Remember, they want and they need to be the star of the show. If you can really make them the start and if you can do so whilst drawing out new information that they don't ever share on other shows, you'll hit that magic sweet spot of genuinely being the best podcast I've ever guested on. And then sharing doesn't feel like a favor. It feels like a partnership. So here are three things that you can action right now to get your guests to share your podcast. Action point number one. Break state. Remember that most guests are doing the rounds on podcasts. To reiterate, podcasts are sold as the best way to boost their influence and, and, and to accelerate the positioning. So they're used to telling the same stories, being asked the same types of questions. This is great for them. It's easy. It's consistent. We can replicate it. It can be repeated. I don't have to practice. And for each podcast audience, it's new content to them, but to the guest, It's just, it's just rehearsed. It's just the same stuff that you can find on any podcast that the guest has been on. So why would they share yours above all the others that they've had a conversation on? And why would they share yours when it's 99% the same as the other conversations that they had? The way to counter this, like I said, is to break state. Spend a little time, a little extra time researching the guest. Remember last week I told you, you can't simply phone in your content. And this is where you'll get found out if you do. Research your guest and go the extra mile so that you're prepared with questions that they've never been asked before. And if you struggle, or if you want to go one step further, before the conversation starts, ask your guest, hey, look, you know, before we start, I want this to to be as enjoyable for you as, as, as possible. What's the one question that no one ever asks you that you're itching to talk about that you wish other podcast hosts would ask you? Guests love this approach. In my experience, they love it because they get to be themselves more than just delivering the rehearsed content that they're usually delivering on podcasts. They relish it. They relish being, what? The star of the show. And this approach uncovers questions related to the topic at hand that just either never get touched upon or, more interestingly, if you do your homework, you can even uncover some personal tastes or hobbies or interests that the guest will welcome a 10-minute digression to talk about. If you use these as the promotional elements on, say, social media, and instead of just giving images with quotes on for the guest to share, you actually share some content yourself from these digressions, you know, tagging the guest for their opinion, you'll get such a better result because the guest, seeing that on social, will absolutely be more inclined to get involved. You've talked about something with them that no one does, and they're interested in it, so they'll want to add their own two cents. I do a lot of guesting. On podcasts. And the best way to get me to share your episode is to tag me in a discussion about something I'm interested in and that we spoke about. For example, a tweet like this that I'm just about to read out would get me sharing and discussing. In this episode, I ask Mark Asquith about what it takes to grow a successful podcast and why Kyle Rayner is actually the best Green Lantern, not Hal Jordan. Here's a link to the episode. Tag at Mr. Asquith. It's on topic, podcasting, and I talk about that every day. That's what I'm there to do. But it also follows up with a little lighthearted. Oh, and also that no one else is going near. No one else is asking that. No one's talking about that. I would get involved. I would share it. I'd tell everyone. Break state. Action point number two. Make the guest the genuine star of the show with your shareable assets. So although a guest on your podcast isn't being paid, they're receiving value by being able to speak in front of your hard-earned audience. Anything else that you can give them is a bonus. It's a tip. And if you want to be the one podcast interview that's exposed to their audience via sharing, then you have to make sure that the bonus or the tip is worth their time and that they have assets to use from it for the long term. Usually, we spoke about this, podcast hosts give guests a shareable image, maybe a tweetable, sociable, Pull quote, a link to the episode, and make, I don't know, an audiogram. More conscientious hosts give swipe copy that can be copied and pasted into social shares and that's intended to make the guest life easier when sharing. The problem is that is number one, still work for the guests. It is. I've still got to copy and paste it. And two, it's internally focused on me, the podcast host, because it's really heavily branded and it's clearly intended to expose the brand of the podcast to the brand of the guest and to the audience of the guest, all right? it's it's. I'm there for me, the podcast host, to get something with that shareable asset. But if you want it to be easy for your guest to share your show, then it's not about giving the guest the things that you want them to share. It's about giving them assets that they can use for the long term and that they'll naturally share just by using them. Ideas for this are, Give your guest the embed code for your podcast player with a line that says, Hey, look, I'm really happy if you want to use our full interview on a speaker's reel page or a portfolio. Here's the embed code. Just paste it into the web page you're using. Simple. And you get full exposure. Or give them a copy of the CDN hosted link from your podcast host. If you're using Captivate, click the sharing icon next to the episode in your list, get the MP3 file URL. They can use this in their own player. And you'll still get the downloads attributed to your show because you're using that link. Worst case, they download the MP3 file and just keep it and use it. Who cares? That's great for you because new people still hear your show. Don't be too protective. Or maybe you send them a thank you video that's actually a testimonial. Whack open your phone, stick it on landscape mode and pop it in front of your face and say, hey. This is Mark Asquith, host of Sparker Rebellion, and I'm here to say a huge thank you to Luke Skywalker for being such a knowledgeable, fun, and engaging guest on the podcast. The audience loved it. Send that to them. What you're doing here is giving social proof that the guest can use on their website. That is like gold dust to them. But also, it exposes your episode and your show to that audience as well, which is exactly what you want. It's better than a shareable image. Bonus, you know, maybe, if you want, send a text version of that as well so they can copy and paste it and stick it on their website with a link. Make sure you put a link in, you know. You might be one of the testimonials on their website. Or number four, if you want, clip some sound bites of the episode and send just send them in MP3 format to the guest with no strings attached. Just let them use them feel free to add, you know, what, a three-second stinger that links to your podcast up front, but don't overdo it. feels like, this sort of feels like you're giving away content. I realise that, but who cares? The positive perception of, uh, and that relationship that you'll build with that guest, because of that, far outweighs the quote-unquote loss of giving away, what, 30 seconds of content? Even better, clip the audio for them and host it on Captivate or whoever you host with and then send them the CDN-hosted URL. To that clip, like I mentioned earlier for the full episode, you still get the analytics. Action point three, give them more of what they want. So here's an idea for you. The guest is on your podcast to share their message, their offer or thought leadership with your audience. They usually have got a call to action that they'd love your audience to undertake. You know, whether it's sign up to an email list, buy a book, start a free trial, get a course, whatever. Now, a surefire way to get that guest advocating for your podcast and letting their audience know about you and their guesting on your show is to give them more amplification of the thing that they're promoting. So let's use a book as an example, because all authors are told that podcasts are a must-use PR tool nowadays. I kid you not. So the guest comes on your show to promote their new book, and you ask, where can listeners find you online? You know, where where do listeners find you online? You ask that. It's a matter of course. They give you a URL and the show finishes. Done. Brilliant. Well done. Nothing happens. No sharing. So instead, why not try asking your guests for a couple of books, just gratis, just free, that you can then give away to your listeners. And when your guest says yes, which more often than not, they will do, you'll be surprised. When they say yes, quickly agree on a very short contest that runs the same week as the guest's appearance on your show releases, where two listeners can win copies of the book whatever, digital versions are better, but it's not going to cost anything in physical postage if you have to send a paper version, it's not. Okay, but the contest, here's the kicker, the contest requires the listener to answer a question that was asked and answered within the episode. So they've got to listen and to tweet you with the answer and to do that in a reply to the tweet that you've composed that includes a tag for the guest. So you ask the question, hey, to win a copy of this person's book, what is the answer to this question featuring at... Mr. Asquith, and to enter, they've got to reply to that tweet, or they've got to vote on a poll if it's on Twitter, and they've got to follow you, both of you, and retweet the original. Like, that's the entry criteria. Run it for a week, schedule a couple of tweets per day to promote it, always tagging the guest. And the perception of this from the guest point of view is is unbelievably positive. You're sharing their name so much. You're asking your audience to follow them and you're putting their book in the hands of people who might recommend it to their friends. You become the host with the most. You're the one host that the guest remembers and you've bought the brand equity to ask for a share yourself. Hey, Mr. or Mrs. Guest, do you mind retweeting some of these contest tweets, please? Of course, yes, absolutely. And guess what? Pressing retweet takes less than three seconds. So it's no more work for the guest, but you get the very thing you wanted from the pull quotes and the images that you send and the sharing links. You get your show in front of their audience. It's a win all round. Remember, guests need to respect your audience. Your podcast isn't just a fly-by way to promote their thing. That's why cold pictures with no research from guests are the scourge of podcasting. But you need to respect them too. To get what you need from a quality guest on your show, you've got to think about them and what they really need and want from that appearance. And then you have to give it to them in a low friction way that builds advocacy and a high quality, long lasting relationship. Let me know if you need a hand. Mark.live slash Twitter. And until next time, keep on captivating.